Spoilers! Spoilers! Spoiler season with us! New cards! No. Welcome back to Spoiler Season, episode 11, uh, part 1. Ooh, we're doing whoa, a two-parter whoa, for the, the big reveal at the end of the set. So, um, today, uh, Spoiler Season is brought to you by Flipside Gaming at flipsidegaming.com and New England Comics at NEC Coolidge on Facebook. Uh, we have two guests with us today, uh, and who are they? Who are you? Hi, know. who are you? All right, well, I am in. You may remember me from episode 2 and episode 5. And I was walking into the door, this strange 10-year-old girl just followed me in, and she won't leave me alone. What a oh weirdo. gosh! It's very annoying. <laughs> really? Yeah, who are you? Hi, I'm Miley. I've been here once before. That's right, and you did a really good job, so we're excited to have you back. So, uh, the plan for today is we're going to be reviewing the cards in two parts. Uh, there are 83 cards in the final kind of dump, um, and that would be a lot to cram into one podcast, so we're going to give you a little bit of a break, uh, and the three of us will be reviewing white, blue, and black cards, uh, and then later on we'll have a part two where Katie and I will be reviewing the red, green, multicolored artifacts and lands. Uh, so we're 40 now, 43 later. Sounds like a good plan myself. Um, so our first card that we'll talk about is Compulsory Rest. This is white one, enchantment Ori, aura, aura, I know aura. how to talk. Yep. Uh, enchant creature, enchanted creature, can't attack or block. And Enchanted Creature has pay two, sacrifice this creature, you gain two life. What do you think of this one? So this is the uh, pacifism effect that's very common for uh, Intent for Limited, I'm going to guess. Slightly worse because of that uh, extra rider. Sure. Enchanted Creature has two, sacrifice this creature, you gain two life. So, um, you know, you're giving if, if you're playing this card, you're giving your opponent a chance to gain two life for a creature. Which, to be honest, you know... Isn't that bad. Yeah. And... I don't think that the enchantment removal in Kaladash, well, I think it was three mana and not two. So I think uh, this could be better in some situations, but could definitely also be worse. Yeah, I think you also want to watch out what you put this on, because this is pretty bad against anything that has Embalm, right? Because they can just sack yeah. it and then get it back. Um, yeah. So, you know, in terms of uh, the other mechanics of the set you gotta watch out. But I think you're right, usually it'll just be a pacifism. I think saying it's bad maybe it's a little too strong because it's it's not worse than any other removal yeah. spell against a embalm creature. Definitely. Um, and I, I think maybe, uh, so uh, you mentioned Kaladesh. Kaladesh, these sort of effects were worse because there were a lot of things that got rid of... Um, there, there, there are a lot of reasons why you could still use a creature that was, um, that was, that was pacified, you know, to crew a vehicle. Or for other reasons, which I apparently don't remember. Like bouncing things? Yeah, was bas bouncing was a big thing. That's yeah, right. bouncing was a big yeah, thing. Yeah, bouncing, I think, was the other. And I don't think that's a really a huge thing now. So I, I think these sort of effects are probably a little better than in Kaladesh. So um, I wouldn't, you know, I, I, I think this removal is better than the similar effect found in Kaladesh. And it's a, a common, right? Common. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that common. So that's that's pretty strong. So now you can pick up like 20 of these and 20 of the black draining ones and you're all set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our next card is Devoted Cropmate. This is white 2 for a human warrior. Uh, it's a 3-2. You may exert Devoted Cropmate as it attacks. When you do, return target creature card with converted mana cost 2 or less. Thalia's Lieutenant! <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. From your graveyard to the battlefield. 
I'm sorry, you, you were coughing. Uh, oh, I just something in my throat. A human. Was, what was human, in your throat? It's a little miniature was lieutenant. A five lieutenant in your throat. Might have been. It might have been. Oh man, uh, were you eating your magic cards again? I, I was really hungry, and all I had was uh, uh, you know plus one plus one counters and five lieutenants. So yeah. I went for it. I understand. I think that this card is all right. Um, I don't know that I love it in, you know, I mentioned Thalia's Lieutenant, so like humans and constructed. Um, I don't know if I love it in the deck. Uh, three mana for a 3-2 is meh, um, and like it does have to attack. Um, and the immediate comparison I, I draw to this is Renegade Rallyer, uh, which does the same thing but on ETB if you have uh, a Revolt Trigger. Um, and, you know, I've tested humans a little bit, uh, a little bit might be an understatement, <laughs> uh, and Renegade Rallyer always felt... Um, pretty good, uh, but not fantastic. Uh, and I wear that devoted crop mate is usually going to be worse, at least in the human shell. So uh, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem great. Does it feel not aggressive enough for you? Because yeah, if this was uh, two mana, uh, I see. I'd be on board. Uh, and there's actually another human we'll get to later on. That's a multicolored human. That's a two mana three two, uh, which I I think looks pretty good. But yeah, this guy's just I think a little bit too expensive um, for for what it does. Yeah, I think. I, I agree. Um, I, I think twice before playing Unlimited as well. Um, I think I probably would, but um, two drops Unlimited, traditionally, the ones that you end up getting outside of like, the bombs that people will pick quickly, they're not that great. And so this, this feels like it gets, it gets you some value, but not, not a ton. I, it feels like I'd rather have a good bomb creature or something um, instead. Sure. But yeah, I agree. I've been wrong before, and I'm sure I'll be wrong again. <laughs> Next up, we have Fan Bearer. This is a uh, white zombie, a 1-2. You pay 2, tap it, and you get a tap target creature. I think this is actually decent in um, limited. I was talking about, uh, with this about with my dad earlier, and we kind of decided that 2 mana isn't as good as 1 mana could, as it could be. Sure. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think that we've seen uh, in the past... And like pacification array, right, or any of the other uh, white, typically white creatures that you can pay something and tap it to tap down a creature, um, are just really strong because if they don't remove them, um, then it's like repeatable removal, temporary removal on like whatever creature you want um, in combat, which is really nice. And this can also be used offensively to tap down a blocker. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this in limited. I think if you're gonna play some one drops, like this is this is a fine option. Um, the two mana is a little bit expensive. Um, but, you know, especially if you're lacking removal or you're lacking ways to interact with your opponent's board, I think this is a good choice. Yeah, but uh, I'll just emphasize the, that again, though. The, the difference between two mana and one mana for a sort of effect is, is large. Because, yeah. the, you know, holding up one mana to, to, you know, playing things maybe slightly off curve to hold up that one mana, that's, that can be a big deal as, as it is, but it's usually fine if, unless your opponent has a, has a tremendous curve. Holding up two mana each turn is 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 a lot. There's, yeah. there's a lot of other things you could be doing. So I'm a little bit wary of this card, to be honest. Okay, okay. Our next card is Forsake the Worldly. This is white two instant, exile target artifact or enchantment, and it cycles for two. Well, it sure does. I see it there. It cycles for two. It does. <laughs> um, so the worth of this card... You know is, what we should do is we should edit in to the art of all the cycling cards. We should put them all on bicycles. I was about to say that. Oh my god, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> right? Like, this guy's, like, you know, has his hands up, something's floating above him, but it turns out he's on a unicycle. Yeah. It should be a unicycle, not a, a bicycle. A unicycle here, this yeah. This is magic. It is magic. And yeah. he's just, like, on the unicycle, raising his arms, enjoying a unicycle ride in Amonkhet. And, and uh, Nicole Balasha had, like, a hundred wheel oh my cycle. Gosh. Because he's, like, the god pharaoh. And he's just so huge that, like, yeah. it, would it would take a lot of wheels to keep, a lot him, of wheels. keep him up. Yeah. 
so cards like this, it, it, their, their, their value depends entirely upon the format. So like going all the way back to Mirrodin, for example, you know, artifact removal spells were basically, you know, the best kill spells you have, just everything was the artifact. In Kaladesh, you would almost always want one or two uh, artifact, pieces of artifact removal because there were just so many good uh, vehicles and other artifacts running around. In, 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 uh, in Amonkhet Limited, so far, you know, I see a few good enchantments, I see a few good artifacts, maybe there's a good option if you need to get rid of a trial that's, that's like, hosing you, like, maybe like a red one or a black one that your opponent keeps bouncing. So I could see it finding a place there, but I, I, I would need to see more of the limited format to figure out whether I think it's worth mainboarding one or not. Yeah. I, it's interesting because uh, this set, and actually, uh, Kitu and I brought this up previously, but it, this set feels like it has a lot of enchantments. Um, but the number of enchantments is a lot higher than in other uh, sets. So I don't know if that's just because like we just came off uh, an artifact-heavy set, which is a little bit lighter on enchantments, naturally. But it, it does feel like we have a lot of them. So I, I tend to agree with you. I think that like this is probably um, going to most of the time be a sideboard card, unless you end up seeing that, like, wow... The trials are actually like very very powerful and my opponents usually like is going to have like two of them or something and uh we need to play around certain common or uncommon enchantments and this is probably worth including um but yeah i think for now it's probably a good sideboard choice uh and as always goes great on kind of narrow sideboard cards cycling here is great you get to bring it in and then if the card that you brought it in for isn't popping up you just cycle it away and get something different molly do you feel enchanted by this set yet no <laughs> <laughs> just no uh, sometimes the fact that this is not a visual medium is unfortunate because Miley you that was a had a really good just glare at your dad there that was great uh, next card we've got Gustwalker this is white 1 for a 2-2 two -two human wizard you may exert Gustwalker as it attacks when you do it gets plus plus 1 and gains flying until end of turn Miley what do you think of this one I like this one because you get the option of giving it flying and not attacking with it next turn. I mean, I think it's okay in limited. I personally kind of like it though because, like, you can just keep attacking uh, on some turns and then, like, if they put out a creature that can kill it, you just give it flying. Sure. One thing I didn't quite uh, understand until I saw all these new batch of spoilers was just how much Exerter would end up being. Yeah. Because, um, this card and a bunch of other cards, we're, we're seeing there's a lot of exert um, at, at common, and so it, it makes me think that there's 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 going to be a deck uh, archetype that's that's just all exert, super offensive, um, which kind of makes me surprised. For example, that the that the um, that the exert uncommon, the the multicolored common, which uh, you and Kate are going to talk about um, later, it's white green and not white red. Yeah. Because yeah, it seems it seems more natural. This sort of like offensive attacking seems more natural in white green. Mm. Uh, sorry, in white white red. red yeah. I, I like this card because um, in limited, a lot of times your bears get outclassed so fast, and then at some point they can't uh, they can't attack and they can't profitably block either. So I feel like this is a fine middle ground between that. Uh, it's I think it's one of the better like uh, exert bears is what I would say. Yeah, I like it. It's just a bear, like you said, with upside in the late game. Um, it stops being just a two-two that just kind of is going to block something and die. Cool. And our next card is Retcrop Spearmaster. This is white two for a three-one. You may exert Retcrop Spearmaster as it attacks. It is a human warrior, by the way. Uh, when you do, it gets plus one plus zero and gains first strike until end of turn. So we see a lot of three ones in white, uh, and you know one of the downsides of these is that they die to literally everything. Um, and this card kind of gets around that, where if they don't have a blocker, 
uh, you're totally happy to just attack with this and deal three. Um, or if they do, then maybe you give it first strike, and then you're going to deal an extra point of damage unless it you uh, unless they sack basically their creature to this card. Yep, I I, I do like that. Um, one thing that does worry me is the the one toughness because it feels like there may be a fair amount of minus one minus one counters running around. At which point you just spend three mana on something that just almost gets killed naturally from um, from from maybe like just a natural effect in in a black green deck or or something like that. So the toughness does worry me a little bit, um, especially if, if like if Walking Ballista just like breaks into oh my goodness, then we can't play this. We what play if the Walking Ballista spark? Is it a planeswalker? It's now? a planeswalker now. Oh my goodness! Walking Ballista, the planeswalker. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that Nissa was the only ex planeswalker. Not for long, folks. Walking Ballista's coming for you. Wait, what if? What it's if a double X planeswalker. Yeah. Not yeah. not just one X. That's, That's true. right. That's right. But. You know how Nicole Bolas likes to suck up mana? Yes. What would like to suck up mana even more but a walking ballista? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I now see where this magic story is going on. I'm very excited. Wow, what a plot twist. What a plot twist. (laughs) It was a walking ballista all along. Man. Um, I think you bring up a really good point with the minus one, minus one counters. Um, Though, it, and we we saw a lot more today actually get spoiled, Um, but originally it was looking like most of the minus one, minus one counter mechanics were using it as a resource on your own creatures um and today we did see a couple more like the big black green beetle the four or five uh, that can put them on your opponent's creatures as well um in addition to a couple others so i think that that's a, a relevant thing to consider when you're playing this and like you said it is three mana uh whereas we've we've tended to get three ones at two mana before yep our next card is seraph of the suns this is white white five for a flying indestructible four four angel uh, and the flavor text is a uh, Angels, my feelings remain unchanged. Liliana Vess. Because, as we know, she's not such a big fan of angels. Not a, not a big fan. I bet she would like to make a fan out of her feathers, so. though. I bet that uh, she's a big fan of fan bearer. Oh, actually, uh, yes. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And you got a pun for us, Miley? Got, got a pun as well? Nah. No. No. But I she do have some ideas. Okay, this. let's hear it. I think this is actually somewhat bad for its mana cost. I mean, yeah, it does have indestructible, but there's a lot of minus one, minus one counters that gets around that. I mean, it's a 4-4 of flying indestructible for seven, which I wouldn't love playing if there were a lot of minus one, minus one counters, but I think it's okay. Sure, because it's easy for the indestructible to just like not be super relevant if you just turn it into a 2-2, right? yeah. and then you paid seven mana for a 2-2. Is, you can kind of compare it to other like seven seven uh, uh seven mana spells in the past like uh what is exquisite archangel seven or is that eight that is seven that's seven, that seven right yeah. so that was a, a or, mythic angel from aether revolt that when it died your life went back up to 20 so good which, so which good. is pretty good um uh, or platinum angel or, yeah, mm. platinum angel or yep. um that enchantment you guys talked other, about the other day uh the worm one yeah the one uh, i think that's eight but very close still yeah you know Green seven is basically green eight is basically white five. White five, yeah, 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 yeah. sure, sure, sure. But yeah, I mean the 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 effect for the cost it doesn't seem it doesn't seem there. I I would not love to play this card. Our next card is Sparring Mummy, white three for a three three zombie. When it enters the battlefield, untap a creature. So the kind of obvious idea here is that you play this post combat and you untap one of your exert guys, um, and you know three three for four isn't awful, isn't great. It's a fine card. I will play it in limited decks, uh, and that's about it. 
Yeah, there's really not much else to say. It's, a, it's an effect that's relevant, but not super. And if you need it, you need it. If you don't, I'm sure you have, I'm sure you have better choices that you, you will not be heartbroken to use over this. Yeah, uh, it is nice that it's a zombie as well. So like you get a little bit of the zombie matters stuff uh, if you have that in your deck as well. But I don't think that that's like a significant benefit to, to the card. Oh my goodness, this is sparring. What if, so the picture, if, if for people who haven't seen this picture, even though this is a visual medium, as we all know, it's, there's a there's a mummy that's training a, like a maybe a teenage girl. Yeah. What if the mummy's her mother? That's dark. That is dark. Her mummy died and came back as a mummy to teach her daughter how to fight so that her daughter wouldn't meet the same fate as her. I know, right? Wow. I'm just saying. You so know. tragic. Yeah. So tragic. Yeah. The the flavor text says aspiring to earn their place in the afterlife, acolytes train every day against those who fell short of that glory. Oh dear. So her mom didn't make it to the trials, and now she's going to send her little teenage daughter to go and uh, get killed by Hazaret. <laughs> yeah. What an honor. What an honor. Yeah. Uh, next we have Those Who Serve, which is white 2 zombie, for a 2-4. And th that's it. A lot of flavor text, but no uh, no rule sucks. Do we have anything else to say about this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll sometimes play it. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah. Um, next we have Vizier of Remedies. This is white 1 human cleric for a 2-1. And this is our reverse snack. If one or more minus one minus one counters would be put on a creature you control, that many minus one minus counters minus one are put on it instead. Oh my goodness, this is hoses that minus one minus one minus one minus one counter decks are dead. They're we dead, they're them. dead, this we can't play. This one part hoses them, this yep. one in common. Yep, <laughs> and additionally it hoses uh, trying to read this really fast. <laughs> uh, that many minus one minus one counters minus one are uh, it's like so many minus ones in that uh, sentence. There's five of them. You're right. So many. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does seem good though. Like it does seem like especially if you're playing against the um, black green deck, then this is great because you get to protect your creatures a little bit. Um, and additionally, it makes uh, I think you have to be a little bit careful because like the minus one minus one counters is a resource type thing. If you're in like white green, then it, maybe you're happy about this because your creatures come in a little bit bigger, but also maybe you're sad about this because then you have one less counter to remove when you want some kind of ability. Yeah, and I think you also want to be careful about thinking this will host black green decks because a lot of the power of that deck is actually that the counters go on their own creatures and they have ways of, of taking them off or just put them on like a disposal creature and they suddenly have this huge... Five six with lifelink for like Definitely. three mana. Because like, that's the other thing is their creatures are huge, regardless yeah. of the minus one and minus one counters. Like they just have very sizable bodies. Yeah. So you, I don't think you'll actually disrupt their main strategy with a card yeah. like this. So for that reason, I, I don't think I would actually take this all that highly. Yeah. I, I would like the um, exert creature, uh, the exert flyer for two mana um, more than I like this one. Sure. Sure. Yeah. This. Yeah, because like they're also not going to be able to attack with this creature very often with the one toughness and two power, and it's also a pretty bad blocker. So. You're kind of playing it as just for this ability, and this ability by itself, like you said, is underwhelming. So that's it with white. We're moving on to the greatest of the colors. <coughs> <coughs> I know not everyone agrees with that, but uh, <laughs> and certainly in standard uh, recently that has not been the case, but Avon Initiate. This is blue three for a bird warrior, uh, and it has flying and embalm blue six. And it's a three two? It is a three two. It's a three two. I couldn't remember whether I had said that or not. I got lost in thinking about how much this bird warrior looks like bird god. I have a question, Ryan. Yeah. Do you think the bird is blue because he tried to play control in the standard? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's this faraway yeah. look on your face now. Oh yeah. my goodness, I feel bad I made that joke now. Yeah. I feel like that, that, yeah. that indeed. There's some jokes 
There's some jokes that they're a little too close to home. Yeah, I went know? too far. I apologize. Because uh, if we're being honest, I've been I've been pretty blue recently because I've uh, been pretty Mardu. Mardu. <laughs> uh, guys, wait! I have an idea. I'm gonna splash blue in Mardu, and then it becomes Mar Blue. What? Mar Blue, like Mardu, but Mar Mar Blue. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll hold them down. You just run. Okay? You just run. Um. So I think the reason we're making so many jokes is because there's really not too much to say about this card. Three blue for a three-two flyer. You know, I, I might prefer a little extra toughness, but it's not bad. Like um, for three mana in um, in uh, Aether Revolt, you get a two-three. Uh, you get a two-three like attack. So you get the extra amount of, of power. In limited, if your um, opponent is not playing flyers, this will be a very quick clock. And if it dies, then you'll eventually bring it back. And in limited. You know, the bomb cost is less of concern because games do can run very long, at which point this is just like another free card. Yeah, and I like it in limited because uh, in the late game it feels like you often get kind of bogged down in these board states that aren't going anywhere, just kind of top decking and being able to pop out an extra three flyer, three power flyer um, is a nice way to sometimes deal those last couple of dam points of damage. Or against like six, seven hex proof green creatures, which sure. thankfully they don't have any of in the set. Luckily, luckily. Oh my luckily, gosh! No. <laughs> don't! Our next card is a classic. Uh, it's just cancel. Blue, blue, one. Instant. Counter target spell. Wow! Blue's back, baby! Yep, blue. This is... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this for Constructed. It's like strictly worse than all the other counter spells we have, which are just, you know, in and of themselves not the best. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think of... Uh, generally, we'll, we'll widen, broaden this a little bit. What do you think of counter magic in Limited? I don't like it, because it annoys me. <laughs> so you don't like playing against it okay oh i, li I like none of this card except for the flavor text the let way. me try one of kefnet's puzzles this one was too easy and the art to be fair is quite beautiful I, yeah the I, art is nice the art is pretty nice reminds me a little of force of will with all the red i was thinking that actually yeah. yeah yeah i i think i have the same reaction as molly to uh, uh counter spells in limited i hate it when it gets played against me because it feels like people shouldn't be playing counter spells but when it gets played against me, I always get a little frustrated, mm -hmm. which is, you know, my own fault. Um, as for playing one, I typically don't, unless they have, like, a, you know, a, a, a bomb, an expensive bomb that sure. I know I have to cancel and I can't beat. In which case, you know, if I know that they have an expensive bomb, you know, I'll hold a cancel in my hand. And it doesn't feel so much like, you know, I'm down a card because I'm not going to cast it. It feels like, you know, this is one card against their one card. And if they cast it, then I have this one card for it. If not, we're kind of both, you know... we. It's, it's, it's there specifically for that one card, so it doesn't feel wasteful or anything. Do you think, um, so, you know, Counter Magic and Limited, not super strong, like you were saying, you can bring it in for specific purposes. Card Draw and Limited, also kind of the same same lines, like your cards are generally low impact, so it's better to be just be doing something else rather than to draw an extra 2-2. So Card Draw and Counter Spells are like two significant elements of blue. Do you think this is why uh, that sometimes blue is not, not a great color in Limited? I think I think it's because people tend to see those things as blue strength, so they get frustrated when those when when those aren't its apparent strengths in a limited environment. Sure. Because I mean, uh, some of the best decks in uh, Aether Revolt Limited were blue green and blue red, and they had nothing to do with card draw or um, or counter magic. They had to do with um, uh, energy or like uh, or uh, improvise, and those were very very strong decks. Um, so I think. To be honest, it's a, it's a little bit of a matter of a player perception more than anything sure. else. 
I think that's a, a, a good response. Um, and I think that that's why too, oftentimes in limited index you see being successful. So you said specifically the blue, green and blue, red ones from uh, Etherbolt, um, but also more generally like blue, white flyers, right? Has often yeah. been a deck that's that's been good. And I think that it's important for new players who are coming to the game and they hear like, oh, blue is counter magic and card draw, right? And that's not entirely true. Uh, you know, in constructed formats, that's more true. Um, but in limited, I think blue's bigger strengths are um, its flyers. Uh, and sometimes if you're playing a more aggressive deck, its ability to kind of tempo people and tap things down and um, do things like that. So uh, it's a nice it's a nice point to, to bring up, I think. I personally just don't like blue at all and refuse to play. What are the first five Kaladesh decks you drafted all blue black? <laughs> I remember this, and you. I, I don't like any cancel. Like, if I draft blue, I refuse to use cancel spells. Uh-huh. I refuse to use spells. I refuse <laughs> to use instants, and I refuse to use sorceries. So you like to just put in some islands into your deck just for fun. You're just <laughs> like, yeah, I draw plays island, make my opponent sweat a little bit. You've never played Leave in the Dust or anything. Uh, no, you played Select for Inspection. I've seen you play Select for Inspection. Yeah, I don't regret that. Really. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And what about Sahili's Artistry? I know you love playing that card. It's okay. You can say your father's right. Okay, she's... Again, <laughs> you can't see the uh, the glares and the punches being thrown here. Um, our next card is a Compelling Argument, uh, which, you know, I think we make a lot of. Yes. Uh, this is Blue One Sorcery. Target player puts the top five cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, and this cycles for a blue. So my question is... How real is the mono-compelling arguments deck in Limited or Draft? Are you going to draft this archetype, Molly? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think, so. think I can survive past turn, like, four or five. Yeah, sure. The last, I think the last reasonable mill deck in Limited was probably the Sphinx of Soulish deck. Um, and, you know, that was powerful because it's a, Sphinx of Soulish was a permanent. Yeah. You know, that happened every turn. Yeah. Um, I don't quite see a card like this being useful in this limited and in, in, in the Amica limited environment simply because there's just not a ton of a mill. I could potentially see this being a setup for something going on in the next set or something, mm-hmm. or if there's uh, increased uh, graveyard, if there's increased graveyard uh, presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could see the argument for wanting to put your own cards in a graveyard in order to get bomb creatures out, but that seems I can see the argument. I don't think it's a... Oh, <laughs> good. Very good. good, very good. Our next card is a Gale Strike, blue to instant, return target tapped creature to its owner's hand, draw a card. This is the kind of card I personally like in Limited. Um, I love the ability to make the tempo play of bouncing an attacker or something and then getting to uh, draw draw the card. I wouldn't play this kind of card without the draw card stapled on um, because I don't like losing card advantage for something that's you know just going to delay them a little bit. Um, but I think that in a deck that wants to play a tempo e game, um, this card is a, a decent choice. I think it's a great blue card, actually. Um, Crippling Chill, two in the blue. Yeah. Um, that, that froze a creature, it didn't even bounce in the hand, and you draw a card. Yeah. People still play that um, exactly for a tempo swing. This one is uh, it's, it's better than that. Return of target attack creatures to owner's hand. Unless it's an amazing ETB effect, then you've gotten even more, uh, even more tempo. You got all the tempo. Like, so much tempo. And so, yeah, I, I, I like this card. If I'm playing blue and I see this, I, I, I'd probably see this as a, as a signal nice. within the first couple of packs. And do you think this card gets better or worse if you remove the tap requirement, you remove the draw card, and you add 2-3 body, and they can't play it next turn? Oh, my goodness. That sounds familiar. That sounds like a... 
I, yeah. I, I feel like I've seen that card in my yeah. nightmares. Yeah. Thank goodness I don't have to play against a card like that. Yeah. I, and I can't think about it like that. I know there's nothing in standard like that right yeah, now. Yeah, no. So. Oh, definitely. <coughs> they would oh, never well. print a card like that for standard. No, that's they would. Crazy. And I'm sure if they did print that card, they would heavily test it for standard first, especially yeah. with Collected Company in the form. Definitely. Definitely. You have no idea what we're talking about, do you? No, you're talking about Reflector Rage. Oh, oh don't <laughs> oh, say the oh, name. Oh, oh. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. Don't talk again. <laughs> Hecma Sentinels <laughs> is blue 2 for a 2-3 human cleric. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, it gets plus 1 plus 1 until end of turn. What do you, what do you think? Sure. Um, okay. Um, might be a reason to pick up cycling cards a little higher. Um, you know, this kind of like cycling prowess. You get a card, plus 1 plus 1. Okay. I don't think the power level is really all that great, which is why it's a common. Um, you know, it seems kind of like filler to me, to be honest. Yeah, it feels um, like it's usually just going to be a 2-3. Yeah. Three. It'll, it'll be, it'll, it'll be a, a sort of late pick, yeah. but... Yeah, something special. Okay. Uh, Illusory Wrappings is next. This is blue 2, Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature has base power and toughness. O2. I like it for removal in blue, especially if you're not in one of the removal colors. Um, I, I think it's okay. Um, the fact that you can still... So unlike the white unlike the um, white enchantments or, or enchantments, the pacifism effects, you can still block with this, which mm -hmm. makes it worse in my eyes. Sure. And also um, the, the other kind of like blue aura removal spells like Ice Silver or Malfunction... You know, they, they take the creature out completely. So I view this as kind of worse than, than both Ice Over, which is one in blue, and Malfunction, which is three in the blue. But in this set, do we have... Is this the only blue, like, beside from the bounce? Like, we don't have anything that deals with permanence in blue, do we? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I guess we'll see as we go through the remaining. I don't think we've had any yet, but if we go through the remaining spoilers, we'll probably see if there's any, any from today. Um, but I, like I think, like, this text. is... The flavor text. No amount of strength can help you overcome my trial. You must be ready to forego your body in favor of your mind. Captain, God of knowledge. I, I feel like that's a Ryan text. <laughs> yeah. Uh, true story. Um, you know, my brothers and I, uh, I, I tend to think of myself as if I had to align myself with the color pie. I do think of myself as base blue. Uh, I think I, I'm Esper, base blue with some, some black and white. Uh, but I often have the debate with my uh, some of my brothers who work out a ton and are very physically fit. Okay. And they're like, Ryan, you got to work out. And I'm like, nah, like, I don't care about the body. You got to gotta train your mind. And like, what about the mind? And they're like, nah, you don't need... What happens if like there's a zombie apocalypse? Who's going to win? You or like me when I could punch zombies in the face? And I'm like, definitely me. Uh, because mind never matter. Why would you punch Exactly. Why would you punch a zombie? It's just a bad argument. Yeah. Bad argument. It's not compelling at all. That being said, Molly, I feel like you would probably go down on Ryan's brother's side of the argument there. I feel like if Kepneff came out of the sky, fluttering on his little wings, and said, Molly, you must favor your, forgo your body and favor your mind, you, you, you won't you won't even get a chance to finish. You just go, Sharuk and then punch him in the face. <laughs> oh yeah, and he can't even you say, attack. My mind is in my fist. Oh, and he can't even attack back because he doesn't have seven cards. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. Okay, okay. I'm making stupid jokes now. Our next card is Naga Oracle. This is blue three for a two four Naga Cleric. When Naga Oracle enters the battlefield, look at the top three cards of your library. Put any number of them into your graveyard and the rest back on top of your library in any order. I really wish this let you put some into your hand. I really wish, wish this cost, cost one mana less. Yeah, that too. At one mana less, I think I would, I, I would play this very highly. Mm -hmm. um, at four mana, kind of feels like you'd be doing more effective things at four mana, with like, you know, casting a three-two flyer. Yeah, or, and or, a two-four non-flyer. Yeah, I mean, sure, if you, if you have a, a heavy bomb deck, you really need to get that, I don't know, Honored Hydra into your graveyard, mm. or 
something or if you really need to find that land or I, I don't even know. Um, I, I just feel like there's, I, I'd almost rather just have cycling just draw a card. I mean, it's the, the two-part body, maybe it's more relevant than I think it is, but uh, but it doesn't feel very relevant. Yeah. I, I feel like a black green deck would just run over this. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And again, I actually do enjoy the flavor text. Okay. You want to read it? All questions will be answered during the Hour of Revelation. Definitely the best hour. No, uh, yes. Best yes. hour of the day is the Hour of Revelation, yeah. the blue hour. Totally the best. And there's only four hours. There's definitely not a fifth yeah, one. Yeah, there's definitely not a fifth one. Yeah. No, that's What's it. the name of the fifth set? I don't know. I don't remember, but 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 it doesn't have the fifth hour. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. not. Four hours. Next, we've got Open Into Wonder. This is Blue Blue X Sorcery. X target creatures can't be blocked this turn. Until end of turn, those creatures gain. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. I think this is a pretty exciting card. I It appeals to me. It lets you kind of break through. Uh, so in limited, it lets you kind of break through uh, the late game board stalls and um, hopefully pick up a couple of cards in the, in the process if they're not just dead when you cast this. Because if you're casting this in the late game, you probably have a lot of mana. And if you want to break through board stalls, you also probably have a lot of creatures. So this is often, I think, just going to kill them. Um, and in Constructed, uh, I think that like maybe this is a sideboard card if we end up in a metagame that's really grindy and really mid-range based, which is not the metagame right now. Um, because this lets you, you know, if we're in like black-green mirrors, uh, then you can maybe go Sultai and play this out of the board to, to break through and just kill them on the spot. I think it's an amazing card. This is in limited, um, especially. I think this is another card. If I saw it like third or fourth pick, it would pull me into blue um, sure. uh, very easily. This um, X target creatures can't be blocked. So, you know, even, even if they remove one of your creatures, presumably you have another one that gets through. The card draw, um, being able to do damage, uh, all, that, all, that, all that seems great to me. Um, I... I would pick this pretty highly, actually. I think. And I think it's a lot better than like just Curiosity itself, because like you said, if they kill one of your creatures, so if you play Curiosity on a creature, right, and they kill it, you've just like thrown a card away and done nothing. But open into wonder, you know, if X is two or X is three, even at the low end, like you're still probably going to get to draw one or two cards. They're not going to have removal spells for three of your creatures that you're attacking. Um, so it, it just seems nice because you get to deal that damage and pick up cards, which I. I like picking up cards. I do too. I yeah. do too. There's a little bleed to me after all. Oh, yeah. oh that's good. I, I still stay with my statement that I refuse to play any instant artistries. <laughs> you play Sahili's <laughs> artistry. You, you, I've seen you beat me with Sahili's artistry. It's a blue sorcery. Okay, she's just glad. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have River Serpent. This is blue five for a five five serpent. Uh, it cannot attack unless there are five or more cards in your graveyard, and it cycles for blue. Well, thank goodness there's that blue card out that's you put five cards in your graveyard. Exactly, this combos with compelling argument. I think it's a compelling argument to play this card. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, that's, really yeah good. that's right. And it does it fuel itself. So you can draft multiples of this Whoa. truly fantastic card, and then you can cycle them away to make the, your fifth one be able to attack. So for all the for all those sarcasm around this, you know, it's not a great card, but I would definitely if if I was drafting a deck and I didn't have any big fatties at the top of my curve, I'd probably start picking these up in like in the middle of a pack pretty highly because I found that I, I found that in the draft a lot of times just having a big creature uh, a good top end is invaluable just to block their creatures or to or to go or for you to swing through uh, something like that it's 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 something you really do need. So I mean it's. It's not a great card, but it's not a card. I, I would definitely be happy playing one 
into my deck, I think. Yep. Sure. Sacred Excavation is next. We have Blue 3 Sorcery. Return up to two target cards with Cycling from your graveyard to your hand. Um, I w If this was on a body, I think I'd play it more highly than just as a sorcery. In limited, this means that like you need to have multiple cyclers, and also they need to be good enough to merit playing this. Uh, we previously talked about card draw not being great in limited, um, and I think that like even this very specific card draw, like you're gonna draw two cyclers, right? Or and, and that's assuming you have like a critical mass of cyclers, which is a hard thing to guarantee. Um, it just feels kind of low impact and for four mana without a body, not something I'm excited to take a turn off for to do. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's a build around. You know, if, yeah. you, if you get some awesome cycling cards like that, 4-4 four, four Sphinx or other cycling cards I can't remember, then, you know, you, you see this maybe like mid-pack and you take it then and you have that kind of like uh, extra backup plan if they kill your uh, cyclers or if you need to cycle one of your great cards early. So I could see it in, in, in that, but I wouldn't pick this high and then start picking up cycling cards to go with it. I would want to have those great cycling cards first. Yeah. Sure. I, I still don't like this card because okay. of its blue sorcery. <laughs> what do you think of the flavor text? The anointed work the minds without pause. Their cartouches and selling them with tireless purpose. That's cool. You know what? The anointed sound like parents and the cartouches <laughs> sound like annoying little kids that make them work without pause. I, I am a little more sympathetic to this card now. There you go. There we go. Um, next, we have a blue creature. So I'm sure Miley will be rating this a little bit more highly. Uh, this is Seeker of Insight. Blue 1, 1-3 one, Human Wizard. And you can tap it to loot. You get to draw a card, then discard a card. But you can only activate this ability if you've cast a non-creature spell this turn. So I... Miley, what, this is a blue creature. You must be really high on it. <laughs> I don't value this highly because it requires you needing to play... Non-creature spells. So how many non-creature spells would you normally have in a limited deck, do you think? If it wasn't blue, I would say <laughs> seven, eight, or nine. If it was blue, I would refuse to play blue. <laughs> and I, I think you're raising a point because in limited, you want creatures, you, you want bodies. And so you typically don't have an, a ton of like instants or sorceries for non-creature spells. Uh, note that this says non-creature spells, not instants or sorceries. So mm. It makes it a little more flexible, and I could see this going like looting is always very powerful, and I think, I think uh, two cost looters are actually overpowered for most formats. Like I see them, I, I just like hate playing against them because they're yeah. so good. Being able to dig through your deck is so good. Um, so I think this is a good card, not a great one, but I can see this becoming increasingly good in something like uh, like a trials cartouche deck where sure. you can you can you can um, you can loot those and keep looting down for the more cards that you need. Um, so I think it's a fine two drop. Um, I don't really have much else to say beyond that, except I know I'm gonna get hosed by this card somehow. Yeah, and even the like the discard feels good. Uh, if you discard something with embalm, it synergizes really well. Yeah, and I, I, I'm gonna emphasize again that you know it feels like whenever I'm playing against someone with a looter, it feels terrible whenever they start looting because my mind would just go wild and I just imagine they're just getting rid of the cards they don't want and getting the cards exactly they need, yeah. which is rarely the case. But, you know, there is a little bit of psychic burden, and I think that's actually kind of an important thing to remember in Limited, that you can do those sort of things to your opponents. Like, no, nothing like uh, nothing like outside the bounds of the game or anything, but think cards like this do put pressure on your opponent. Um, and I, th I think it's something to keep in mind. And it feels like I don't want to use one of my removal spells on this. Yep, right? exactly. So, like, they're going to keep looting, and they get to... You know, you're draw you're flooding out, and I think like this psychologically, right? You're flooding out, and you're like, dang it, my opponent is not gonna flood because they get to loot every turn, and they are more less likely to do so. 
So yeah, seems seems strong if you can turn it on. Next we have Shimmer Scale Drake. Uh, this is blue four for a three four flying with cycling two. I feel like you should have hexproof if it's Shimmer Scale, it's like a <laughs> shiny thing that spells bounce off of. Um, sure. This is the same stats as the Skies Skies Thrall Harrier, right? Mm -hmm. um, except it also has cycling. Um, Skies Thrall Harrier was actually a, a pretty strong card. Um, uh, maybe because there was less flyers in uh, Kaladesh's Aether Revolt. But even so, like, you know, you bang it down and you stabilize the board for, for quite a while until you just overwhelm them with flyers. Um, I think this fill, fills a similar role. I think it's a, it's a perfectly fine card. Yeah, I agree. Is this a reason you would play blue? No, okay. I still <laughs> don't play blue. What about, like, multicolored cards that happen to be blue? Well, you Depends on what they are. Nissa. Huh? Nissa. She has some blue. The new one? Oh, you have not been listening to the spoiler season. Oh, no. oh no. You're a My guest, way. but you haven't listened? She's X-Green Blue. Um, and what about, like, Rogue Refiner? Would you have played Rogue Refiner? No. You, what about really? the blue-black... Um, what was it? 1-4 with lifelink? Scribe whenever you play R. Oh, um... Kingpin! Kingpin. Yeah. Contraband Kingpin, yeah. Would you play that? Yes. So why would you play Kingpin, but not Refiner? There are inconsistencies. Like. <laughs> it's okay. You're young. You'll get there. Um, next card is <coughs> Slitherblade. This is blue for a 1-2 that cannot be blocked. Yeah, it can't be blocked. Yay. 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 Okay. Uh, next we have Tuckrop <laughs> Skirmisher, which is blue 1 for a 2-1 Naga Warrior. It has Embalm for blue 3. This feels pretty weak as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like... No, yeah, no, I mean, part, part of the... Um, I think Embalm is only is only really good if what you bring back is something that will impact the board. Yeah. Um, and limited a two one and turn four does not really impact the board no. unless you're doing something weird like going super wide and then you have some weird blue white go wide zombie strategy. Sure. Yeah. But I do like the use of the word crop. I'm just realizing that like have these cards the word crop in them. Um, do you know what that kind of means, Smiley? No. The implication <laughs> is that um, is that these uh, creatures, these uh, humanoids, humans, nagas. They're being raised kind of as like a, they're being harvested. They're being grown as a group, trained together. And then um, the process of selection is harvesting them. And so they're picking out the best so that they can die and join the Kobolas' super awesome army or whatever. While the rest are, uh, you know, turned into anointed zombies. There is even a card in here where they put in the flavor text something about like, we will be harvested when the second sun, whatever. So yeah, like, very, very true that uh, this is like them them about to be uh, given up to, to Godfarer. Yep. Godfarer. Big, big Godfarer. Yeah. So our next card is uh, Winds of Rebuke. This is blue one instant. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Each player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Well, I guess you were asking about a blue removal spell. I guess it's kind of it. Ew. <laughs> Ew. It's a bounce spell that doesn't replace itself, so I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of it either, but I think there are some points where you just need to bounce something. That's um, fair. Um, I would play something, but on the other hand, like, you know, I would actually uh, main board leave in the dust and Aether Revolt, but that drew you a card. Yeah. This one does not. Um, but if I was playing Love and Bomb, maybe I'm hoping to hit and Bomb creature, and at that point it is kind of like card advantage, sure. but, you know, kind of weak card advantage. Sure. Um, and I, I can see some decks where it's just necessary. Like, you're playing against a super aggressive deck and you don't have the two drops to, like, bounce them or if they're playing a lot of like 
cartouches or something like that to buffer creatures, then yeah, this, this I think is, becomes fine then. Yeah, and even if you're playing like a really aggressive strategy that just wants the tempo play, um, then yeah, I think it's defensible in that kind of deck as well. Our next card is Zenith Seeker. This is blue three for a 2-2 bird wizard flying. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, target creature gains flying until end of turn. So now this is another blue creature. <laughs> I don't like it. But it's a creature. It's got a, a bird head. It does have a bird head. Effects like this, I think, are usually better if there's a better body behind it. 2-2 two, two is, is, doesn't block anything. Um, it'll die to anything. On the other hand, you can't underestimate the power of giving something flying. So for example, Molly, do you remember in our first two-headed giants? Do you know what kill us in, remember what killed us in the finals? Oh my gosh. Do you remember what it was? It didn't kill us. We killed them with it. No, they killed us. We lost in the finals in Two of the Giant. We did? In the Oath of the Gate Watch? Do you remember oh, what killed oh, us? Oh, what was I, it thought, that I thought we were talking about the Eighth Revolt one. No, so what killed us in the Oath of the Gate flying Watch? Flying Kozlak. A flying Kozlak because That's of terrible. that stupid, stupid 2 3 blue creature that gave, um, that gave uh, another creature flying if um, by spending a colorless mana. Uh, yeah. So this card kind of reminds me of that, except it's harder to trigger. But at the same time, I'd be hesitant to dismiss, dismiss it out of hand because it does have evasion and it could give something really big evasion. Uh, something else evasion, like, like I don't know, like a 6-7 Hexproof Crocodile, which doesn't exist in this mm -hmm. set. How many cyclers would you play in a deck before considering this card to be decent? I think maybe three or four. Three yeah. or four. Like, I, I, I would view it almost incidentally. Like, it would be a nice bonus, but sure. I wouldn't count on it. Okay. Um, if, I was, if I drafted Gravecaven, then, you know, that would... Yeah. That would change things considerably. Like. Yes, absolutely. And our next card, I know, Miley, you are very excited for. What is it? Baleful Emmet. Emmet. And Amit. how much does it cost? Uh, it's a two and a black, uh, four, three, lifelinker, crocodile, demon. And does it have more rules text? Uh, when Baleful Emmet enters the battlefield, put a one, one count, minus one, minus one counter on target creature you control. What, Miley, I'm really confused. What is an Amit? I have not heard this word before. Amit is a creature from Egyptian mythology that basically eats your heart. <laughs> so I, I think you explained this to me earlier. I think, so in Egyptian mythology, when you die, um, you go to an underworld and they take out your heart and they weigh it against a feather. And if your heart is lighter than the feather, then you're considered to have uh, led a just life and you can go on to, uh, to your just rewards in the afterlife. But if your heart is heavier than the feather, weighed down by the sins of your life, perhaps by playing too many control decks, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, then it sinks, and then there's a creature that eats the heart and damns you to internal oblivion. And that creature is called a... Anna. Yep. It's singular. There's only one. Oh, there's only one. So it's, uh -huh. a, it's actually a proper noun. Okay. So this should be a legend then, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wizards, get your stuff together. I will say, though, if I play this in Limited, I'm going to feel pretty legendary, but this is an amazing <laughs> card. It's so good. It has lifelink, too. 4-3 lifelink. Yeah, okay, maybe it's a 3-2 lifelink. More likely, you're, um, you're a Zenith Seeker. I'm just looking at the next card. Or you're, or you're uh, some, some dumb creature, like you're, um, like you're a looter or something gets a minus one, minus one counter. Or one of the things that, like, when it dies, it makes a 2-2 zombie or something oh, like yeah. that. Like, yep. Yeah, it's so powerful. For three mana, you get an above-curve body with lifelink. Yeah, no, this, this is a high pick. Oh my goodness, that's a, that's a great card. Yeah, you're really going to be nombling on the hearts of your opponents with this card. <laughs> that's what it does. I got yeah, it. That's, that's I got good. It. Uh, next, we have Belated Bat, which is black two for a 2-1 zombie bat. It has flying, and if you pay one, you can give it haste until the end of the turn. Yay! Guys, this is a mana sink. 
Okay, in the late game, in the late game, if you have a bunch of lands, you can give this haste until end of turn as many times as you want. Because if they disallow each trigger, then yeah. you'd be like, nope, I can just do it again. Exactly, do it again. There's no answer for this. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't love, I mean, like, a three mana 2-2 two, two flying, right? Like, Windrake has typically been, uh, depending on the format, either okay or not very good. Um, and I think that, like, a three mana 2-1... Is not good, and then giving it you haste. Need a fourth mana for haste. That's right. Yeah, is ew. It's worth knowing. Relevant for one turn. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's worth knowing it is a zombie, so potentially you know I see this kind of as like a mid to late pickup if you're going into zombie decks and you want more zombies for whatever reason. Um, I, I can see it then. Um, and sometimes the flying is relevant, but um, like uh, the other bat um in recent memory was Foundry's Creature, which was a two one for two in the black. That also got plus one plus zero if you control an artifact, mm -hmm. and that plus one plus zero was was what made it great yeah, because strong. the difference between doing two damage a turn and three damage a turn is a lot. Yeah, um, but that card didn't have haste though. You couldn't give it haste. It's true. This one you can. So I'm just that. saying. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, next up, we have Bone Picker. Uh, this is black three for a three two bird. Uh, Bone Picker costs three less to cast if a creature died this turn, and it has flying and death touch. So. I think this card is pretty cool because the play pattern that I imagine with Bone Picker is that uh, you cast like a two or three mana black or green creature that puts a minus one minus one counter on one of your other creatures and maybe it kills it and then you get to pay, play that card plus this one. You get two spells in a turn and black for a three two with flying and death touch is strong um, and four mana for it, even if you're paying its full cost, flying and death touch is still like a nice mix to have. This will trade with anything, um, and you can you can kind of clock your opponent a little bit with it. Um, but I'm a little bit more excited for the card in Constructed. Uh, right now, I don't know that the deck exists for this card to see play, particularly with Heart of Kieran being so prevalent. But black, I mean, you can easily turn to Fatal Push and then play the, a 3-2 flyer with Death Touch for one mana, and that that's a very strong play. Um, so I think this is a card to, to keep your eye on for Constructed as well. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little less well-versed and constructed than limited. I think this is an amazing card. Um, you know, it's it, it, even if it feels bad, even if you throw away a creature, just the, just being able to play a 3-2 flyer for one mana with flying and death touch is amazing. That that three power in the air is great. And, you know, like, I think I think sometimes people go maybe a little overboard in talking about card advantage um, in, in, in various formats. Card advantage is very important. Uh, you know, two, two formats are always great. But mana efficiency is also super important because, you know, Amen. it doesn't matter if you have, like, 20 cards in hand, if your opponent is playing, like, three two fly five 3-2 flyers on turn four because of, mm -hmm. of effects like this, then they're just going to run you over before you have a chance to react. So decks like that, I, I see this as, as amazing. Yeah, I agree. And I think this also points to the potential Bolas mechanic because this is the second sort of card I've seen that cares about creatures dying this turn. Yeah, which is, you know morbid spelled out yeah. right so it seems like they could bring morbid back in our devastation um and we've also noticed a couple of cards that care about tapped creatures you control um and certainly exert also taps creatures for you so uh it could that there's another bow loss mechanic in our devastation which cares about um your tap creatures yeah i can definitely see that next we have uh part two of the blue black constructed cycle <laughs> deck uh faith of the devoted this is blue two enchantment Whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one. If you do, each opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. Yay! 
<laughs> Do you like this card, Miley? No. You don't like it? Why not? Uh, so it's kind of like a worse Dillis Cutthroat mm-hmm. for cycling. Um, because you have to pay a one, which I think is just bad. Yeah, sure. like um, card, cards like this, where, where like enchantments, you know, they don't they don't. This doesn't do anything on its own, basically. It's a it's an enchantment that just kind of sits there. You use three mana to cast it. Cards with similar effects, at least in limited, really, I think, only really caught my eye if they did something else. So, for example, that underhanded designs was one in black. When you play an artifact, you can play one to drain for one life. But if you have two or more artifacts, you can kill a creature. That was great. This this one, it just slowly, slowly drains, and um, you have to have those cycling and discard uh, cards. And if you're cycling and discarding cards, then you're not playing them. You're, right. what, what are you actually doing? Um, sure, you. it's a four-point life swing, and then they played our glory bound region and just wreck your face. Yeah. Um, I think in, in Limited, uh, it's clear that, you know, Drake Haven at Rare is much, much better than Faith and Devoted because it's adding to the board, uh, whereas this card is not. In Constructed, um, I think that this card, in the Drake Haven deck, this card is also probably played because this is another way for you to kill your opponent more quickly. Um, and if you're spamming Drakes and lose it, they're causing them to lose life, um, then you're going to be killing them a lot more quickly. And it's nice because, um, and I, I do think Drake Haven is probably still better even in th- this hypothetical constructed deck, but uh, only being able to run four Drake Havens, I would tend to want to write, run a couple more. And I think that even just as like Drake Haven five to six, uh, then Faith of, De- Faith of the Devoted has a, a nice spot for that. Um, and, you know, if you're able to get th- one of these out and maybe one of the other Drake Havens out against like a mono red aggro deck, um, then this is going to be it's gonna be so nice. You're able to block stuff and drain them at the same time, and it just feels really good. Are you gonna play a fog cycle deck in? Uh, well, Sydney? you know, you'll hear this afternoon in green. Oh, they did and not print another they fog. They printed a oh, fog, and it oh. cycles, which oh, doesn't oh. matter. But they printed a fog. <laughs> we now have a critical mass of fogs and standard guys. Fog is real. It's gonna be back. Uh, if I am uh, not at another event. I will probably play it at least at one of the game days just to drive people crazy. Ah, you love Turbo Fog. Love Turbo Fog. <laughs> so if there's no spoiler season after this, you'll know what happened. Ryan played that deck and he was promptly murdered. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know who did it as well. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, next card is Festering Mummy. This is black for a 1-1. When Festering Mummy dies, you may put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature. And it's a zombie. This seems like a great guy to put your minus one, minus one counters on. Yes, yes, because... Um, because um, most of those cards ask you to put it on your own creature, just kind of like transfers that over to uh, your opponent's creature. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a Shambling Goblin, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a functional reprint of that, and it's, it seems like a fine one-drop. It lets you start your minus one, minus one counter shenanigans um, earlier. Sure, I mean, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Oh, you like this card, but you don't like the OP blue cards? Unbelievable. You're more Next. of a black player, yeah. You're yeah, evil. that's true. Milo, how many daring demolitions did you typically have in your draft decks? <laughs> On average. Uh, three or four. Yeah, this is true. We can both confirm this. That's true. It is, it is kind of disgusting. Why am I getting cut from back? Oh, Molly's sitting on the table. <laughs> uh, we have our next card, Final Reward. This is Black 4. Instant, Exile, Target Creature. I really like this, Unlimited, yep. as a removal spell. It's great. I like this a lot. Yep, I mean, uh, Taya Conclusion was a great card to play. Um, you know, and I think people underestimate these cards. Um, unless the format is super fast, you're going to get to this mana, and then the fact that it's instant speed makes it even better. Just exile target creature. You know, they try to cartouche it, or they try to pump it somehow, or they 
you know, it it answers embalmed creatures cleanly, like yeah, uh, Seraphim nice. section, Angel section, stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's, it's really good. It's also kind of the answer to what happens once you die to Zana. Wait, what? The, oh. the Revion. Oh, yeah. Your final reward is just getting, uh, you know, deemed worthy by Hazaret, who stabs you with his Vident that he stole from Kiora, who stole it from Thassa. I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Next up, we have Horror of the Broken Lands. This is Black 4 for a 4-4 Horror. Whenever you cycle or discard another card, Horror of the Broken Lands gets plus 2 plus 1 until end of turn, and you can cycle it for Black. Okay, so the more of these cards I'm seeing, the more I, I think I might be underestimating this, uh, this when you cycle or discard mechanic, because there, there's so many of them. Um, and yeah, there's a ton. I'm starting to, I'm, I'm starting to think that, I, that you know, the, the danger of looking at cards one by a time is it's very easy to focus on that one card. Right. And when you do that a lot of times, you only see it in its own context compared to cards that you've played before a lot. But if you look at the set as a whole, there's a ton of these cycle or discard uh, cards, and there's probably more cycling than I can remember off the top of my head. Like, this, this is a creature with cycling. If there are creatures with cycling, then I'm a lot more likely to have a lot more cyclers in my deck because they're bodies. Especially, too, that it looks like a lot of the creatures with this, whenever you cycle or discard ability, also have cycling, which yep. means that they're, they're like, drive the own the deck themselves. They clean themselves, yep. So, yeah, I, I, I think cards like this are, are probably going to be better than I think. And so, if, if in a deck like that, this is a, a five-mana 4-4, four, four, with the potential of pumping itself at instant speed, yeah, which is pretty good. It's 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 not it's not amazing. Like um, uh, in other green and blue, and even blue at uh, five mana will often give you a five five buy at um, on on the ground. So it would, might just trade for that. But black doesn't really have that, and the card like this, I think, is fine um, for something like that. I agree. Would cool. you play cycling in this cycling then? No. Okay. Because it involves blue sorceries. Okay. <laughs> Uh, next we have Pitiless Vizier. This is black 3 for a Minotaur Cleric. It's 4-2. Katie had asked that we leave Minotaurs for her, but we're going to do this anyways because <laughs> I don't think this is like good in uh, Constructed. So, I mean, and not that any of the Minotaurs are, but just don't tell her that. <laughs> she'll be crushed. Uh, so it has, whenever you cycle or discard a card, uh, Pitiless Vizier gains Indestructible until end of turn. What do you think, Molly? First of all, does this card remind you of any other cards in uh, Kaladesh? It kind of reminds me of um, Overtraced Dragster. Uh, yes. I, I don't think you mean the vehicle. You mean the driver, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the driver. Uh, rec I Daredevil. Overtraced Daredevil, maybe? Yeah, that's it. Daredevil. It's a 4-2 that, um, it's a 4-2 that whenever you play an artifact, you could bring it back from the graveyard to your hand. And when someone played against you, did you ever feel good about blocking it? No, because you just assumed, even if you didn't, even if they didn't, it turns out they didn't, you just assumed they were just going to get it back, and it'll be a kind of like a, you, you, go, you get down the card. Um, you, you lose your 4-4 four, four blocker for a card that's just going to come back. This card feels a lot like that to me. I, I think this is a very good card at common. Wow, okay, it's, yeah. and then it's at common. Um, you know, you're going to attack with this, and you'll be like, I, I should probably block because it's 4 damage, but if he has a sucking card, he's going to draw a card, and he's going to kill my creature. It's not going to yeah. feel good. It's just, just like, that's so powerful. The ability to do it at instant speed and at, at four power is so much. Uh, I really like it as well. I think it's really strong. Yeah, this is one of the cards that makes me start thinking, I, maybe I should take blue-black cycling as a deck more seriously mm -hmm. because this is, this, this, this is a great comment for that, for that sort of strategy. Um, our next card is Ruthless Sniper. Uh, I guess Sniper on Amonkhet means he's really good with a bow. 
Uh, <laughs> this is black for a 1-2 human archer. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature. And I think like we're seeing, as you mentioned, just so many cards have this ability. Uh, and it's just the synergy of being like, okay, you know, I'm going to attack with my pitiless vizier and then you block it and then I cycle, give it indestructible, that card dies. Oh, I'm also going to pay one and put a minus one, minus one counter on this other creature that you're blocking. And now that creature is going to die. Like just if you have a lot of these, the synergy is just, the synergy is strong. Yes. And so this, this is better than that. Um, I like this better than that enchantment we talked about before mm. because it comes with a body. One, uh, it's, it's one cost, comes with a body that sits in the ground and actually does something even if you don't cycle a card. And then once it sits there, you know, your opponent is always going to wonder, you know, is combat going to be unprofitable for me? Yeah. Like, um, you know, they had to say, well, I could block here, but if he activates this ability, suddenly my creature's minus one, minus one, all my math is thrown off. And it's it becomes very difficult for your opponent to figure out how to block properly yeah. um, or attack properly. So I think this card is great. I think there's a good reason why this isn't uncommon. I also love that it's one mana and that it has two toughness because this is a way that you can also play this on turn one and then just put a minus one, minus one counter on it from one of your creatures uh, and have it still be around and get a benefit and then you're not losing a body. That's a good point. Yeah, it, I, I like it a lot. Uh, next we have uh, Soul Stinger. This is black three for a four five scorpion demon. When Soul Stinger enters the battlefield, put two minus one, minus one counters on target creature you control. When Soul Stinger dies, you may put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature for each minus one, minus one counter on Soul Stinger. I wish you could move him around if this was like an Arcbound Ravager. Yeah. <laughs> first Arcbound Ravager, that'd be incredible. Yeah, that would be broken. Oh my gosh. I do like the rate. Uh, four mana for a four five, that is probably... Uh, uh, two, three? Yeah, so like if you put it on itself, I think it depends what you want, right? If you want to play this and kill something after, then it's a two, three, and it maybe deals like two counters on something. Uh, later, or it's four mana for a four or five that just puts them on some other creature that maybe you can use it as a resource. I think it's a great card. Um, even if you play it on itself, if it's a two three with two minus one minus one counters, keep in mind that in combat that means it can probably block something with four toughness because that four toughness creature is going to take that two damage and then you're going to move those two minus one minus one counters on it and, and that creature will die. Um, and it's also a great sink for the other, you know, put minus one, minus one counters on this thing. It can take down, so essentially it can take down, the, like, uh, potentially a five toughness creature. Yeah. Seems pretty good to me. Strong. Yep. Very, I, li I like the flexibility. I think it leads to you to be able to take a lot of different lines of play with the card um, in combat as well. Uh, that, yeah, keeps your opponent guessing. Like a lot of these black cycling cards kind of do. Um, next we have Supernatural Stamina. This is black instant. Until end of turn, target creature gets plus two plus O and gains when this creature dies, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control. Does this combat track trick remind you of any other combat tricks, Molly? Uh, it kind of reminds me of the Rush of Vitality. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. Um, so Rush of Vitality was one in the black. For plus one plus zero, creature gets uh, a lifelink essentially and indestructible. Um, so this temporary indestructib indestructibility this one isn't quite indestructibility, but it's similar. Um, it's when this creature dies, it, it'll come back if it dies. So, um, you know, one might say it's worse because, uh, you know, enchantments will fall off. One might say it's better because uh, any ETB uh, effects get triggered again. Big fan of the ETBs. Yeah, I am too. I, I think it's a fine card. Like, Rush of Vitality, I think that sort of card is better because the lifelink on that card was extremely relevant. Oh, so good. Um, that being said, you know, this is a, this, this is a combat trick that, that you can sometimes, you know, count as a removal spell if your deck is slated in removal. Or if, you know, if, you have, if you're low to the ground and you want to be able to just keep attacking and just make sure your creatures survive. Like if you were playing, you know, Red Black Minotaurs or yeah. some deck like that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's a fine card. I think I'm going to get blown out by this more than once. <laughs> I agree. One mana too, so cheap. Yeah. Uh, it's also common, so there's gonna be a lot of them. Yep. So. Mm -hmm. yep. Next we have Trespasser's Curse. This is black one enchantment. It's an aura curse, enchant player. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under enchanted player's control, that player loses one life and you gain one life. This is my favorite card. Really? <laughs> this one? Yeah. Okay, why the, is this your favorite? The, out of the ones that we've talked about so yeah. far. Someone's just going to draft 10 of them. It's probably going to be <laughs> someone like me. And then just like play them on someone. They are a common. They are a common. Yeah. You know what goes really well with cards like this? Bounce spells. Bounce spells have probably oh the best gosh. rate for this. Blue, so, black, bounce what, what color has bounce spells? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. What, what is that? Was it green? Was it red? Was it white? I think it was, yeah, or was it colorless? Like was it Nile or something like or? Uh, Boros? Or? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. yeah. I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I feel like this is not a great card, but at the same time, someone's going to go all in on the strategy and just wreck face at the FNM. I can yep. see it now. Yep. So I don't know what else to say Scales, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I think that this is another card that could actually be constructed playable if we see a, an aristocrat-style deck, because it's actually both... Decent in that deck and also really good against the deck because yep. if the creature if the deck's playing out all these tiny creatures and really trying to go wide um, Then they're gonna just die um, And it's a good way to kind of counteract Zulport cutthroat because if you're gaining a life for every creature that enters And the life you lose when it leaves the battlefield isn't gonna be as painful. That's a good point Next card we is wander in death. This is black two sorcery return up to two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand And it cycles for two. It cycles for two now I've decided that cycling just means the card is perspicable because I'm now very impressed by all the cycling cards in the set. Yeah. Um, except for this one. I'm not I'm lost <laughs> this one. Um, two in the black, return up to two creature cards from a graveyard to your hand, cycle two. You know what? That's, that's not terrible. Um, I, I know that in uh, Kaladesh, a lot of time you you play for two of this find, get back a creature and an artifact, and you won't feel too bad about it. Um, I think effects like this tend to be underrated, um, but in games that go long, things like uh, Wandering Death or... Again, in Cal, there's like Dakara Scavenger, which lets you get back an important creature. It's pretty valuable. Um, so it's not a card of a, I would pick highly, but I think it has its uses. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad about playing main decking one. And again, the cycling, I think, is more powerful than I initially thought. Sure. And the cycling is on a black card, which seems to have a lot of effects, that card yep. cycling. So I like it as well. I like the text more than the card. You want to read it? Forever restless, forever uh, growing in number. Nice, and that matches the art, which has uh, some zombies coming out of the, the sand here. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Our last card of the day. Can we do one card? Can we also do the blue-black in common? Yeah, we'll do that as well, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, our second last card of the day, our penultimate card of the day, oh. vocab, dropping some vocab nice. here. Uh, Wasteland Scorpion. This is black two for a 2-2 two -two scorpion with death touch and cycling two. I, I tend to like Death Touchers in Limited. Yeah, no, the 2-2-4-3 two, 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 is bad. Death Touch is very good mm -hmm. um, because you can block anything except for Flyers unless it jumps really high. So yeah, it will block, block things to kill them. It's cool. And our last, last card, our ultimate card of the day is Shadowstorm Vizier. This is blue-black for a 1-3 human cleric with flying. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, it gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Okay, so it kind of feels like to a certain extent... That you know, blue red was prowess was a thing, and they changed the red to black and changed prowess into whenever you cycle or discard yeah. a card and just make cards like this because this this is like that um the the switch blue red 
Swift Storm Chaser Mage. Storm Chaser Mage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the same stats except for cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, flying is always good. Um, for two mana, I think it's decent. Can block reasonably well. Sure. <laughs> and we uh we like it, I guess, in a cycling deck, which we've seen tends to be blue and black. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is just like. This is nice. It's cheap. Uh, it flies, and then in that deck, uh, it, it becomes pretty good. I think. Yep. My prediction is in our first F and M, it's going to be a second deck that wins because I think people will underrate those cards. Mm-hmm. Someone will will get all the synergies together and um, and just crush face with it. Sure. Yeah. Um. And I believe the blue red one was Storm Chaser Mage. Yep. Yeah. This is Shadow Storm Vizier. You're right. That's a oh, storm as a name. storm the name again as yep. well. That's, That's good. I bet this is actually like a direct. Reference? Yeah, reference to uh, that card. I think so, too. I, I was wondering about that when they when they uh, released the Harsh Mentor. Mm. I was wondering the, if they were going to make a so me- uh, modern playable mentor set or thing. You know, Monster cool. Mentor and Harsh Mentor. Yeah, we need blue, green, and black, right? And then we're, we're there. Yeah. So that brings us to the end uh, of Spoiler Season, uh, part one of this set. Uh, and before we go... I think we should just get uh, any final thoughts uh, that you guys have on uh, on the for- the set in terms of constructed, limited, anything. What do you What do you think? Having seen almost all the cards, Molly, what What are you most excited about for constructed? What deck would you like me to make for you? <laughs> zombies. Yeah, uh, black white zombies. Yeah, no, I, I think that that sticks out to me as something that looks like it might be playable and fun to play because you know you get to actually you know attack people and you know. They, they won't counter your zombies, hopefully. We have different ideas of fun, I think. I have a correct idea of fun. Well, it's relative, but whatever you say, yeah, you, you, I'll let you think you're right. What about Unlimited? What do you like Unlimited? Mm, black white zombies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see you have a one-track mind. Um, I, I'm kind of excited for this. Set. I, 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 I see a lot of things in Constructive, which I'm, I want to try, from black white zombies to red deck wins. To you know, uh, red blue spells maybe or I'm not playing that. We might play against it. <laughs> Fun or to just you know green blue something. They're doing something with green blue. I can't quite see it, but it's something. Something's yep. there. I, I there's just all these cards I just want to try and build. Um, I think I've I've been reading people's you know comments on the set. And a lot of times they'll pick on the cards saying you know you know this 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 isn't like they'll see a mythic say you know this isn't a bomb mythic. You know why why can't they make bomb mythics? At the same time, you know, people always complain about bomb mythics. Yep. Why are you going to play, like, why did you print Harvard Command? This is an obvious pick. It's, there's no choice to it. I think the cards in the set have a lot of choice to them. Um, it's, it rewards careful deck building and thought behind your deck construction. I like that. I, I, I think that's that's going to make for a, for a fun standard environment. Yeah, it looks like, uh, to, to respond to this, what you're saying, it looks like they're moving away from, um, as I think is correct, what we saw in the last couple of sets where it said, you know, Oh, Heart of Kieran, we're going to put, like, a ton of power into that card. Archangel Avicen, that's going to be, like, you know, the most powerful card. Um, and here, the gods are obviously very good, um, but there's a lot of cards in the set as well that are just kind of, like, interesting uh, and seem like they could fit into a couple of different uh, hypothetical decks and that the power level is kind of contextual, um, which I think is really good and should hopefully lead to a more diverse standard. Of course, I think a lot of this is a little bit contingent on... Um, what happens with the cat combo, yep. uh, which, by the way, I can't believe for us to say this, but the black card, Trespasser's Curse, also is a uh, an answer to Sahili, Thought Our Guardian. You're right. Uh, where they can't go off because they die. Um, but regardless, I'm really hoping that they ban 
say Healy Rye, uh, or you know if they have to Felder Guardian, whatever. But I would like to ban a piece of that combo, um, and I think that would help to make standard a lot more diverse. I agree with that. I'm, I'm tired. I, yeah. As someone who actually played the deck, I'm just tired of it. It's, yeah. it's, it's just not fun. I think it kills deck building. And there's just so many cards in this set that you see, and you're like, oh, this card looks cool. Oh, wait, I died a cat, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's so discouraging. So I hope that Wizards bans it, um, but we'll, you know, only time will tell. We'll have to wait and see. And you were saying that, you know, it seems to be moving away from broken cards. At the same time, I'm pretty sure Nicol Bolas is going to be pretty broken. Yes, I think you're right. I think that Nicol Bolas will be very, very strong. And I'm looking forward to playing it in Grixis Control. Oh my goodness. Let's go! Though I've heard uh, musings that there could be a five-color Bolas. Oh, that'd be interesting. Where, like, He's uh, gathering the mana from the from the plane. Yeah, from the plane and from the all five of the gods as well. Then there's also this mystery of, like, there's these three missing gods as well yeah. that... So I, three is an interesting number. It doesn't seem to fit with, like, yeah. magic symmetrical patterns. You want to know my theory? Oh my goodness. Oh my the goodness. The three missing gods are the Eldrazi. Oh my goodness. Everything is Emrakul. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited now. Mind blown. Oh my goodness. I'm going to yeah. be so disappointed. Like, if Emrakul is not in the next set, yeah. you're going to be dead. Uh, okay, so I'm going to be dead from Emrakul not being the next set. I'm going to be dead from... Playing Fog. Playing Fog. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to die multiple times. But luckily, <laughs> we're in a set with Embalm, guys. So... <laughs> The next time I do a podcast, it might sound... Get it? Because he'll be a mummy. Get it? That's funny. Yeah. So, Min and Miley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. It's always a pleasure to, to have you on. Um, we'll be sure to invite you back next season uh, when the Hour of Devastation... Uh, the you know, I'm confused by that because I know there's only four hours. Yeah, so I don't know what that's talking about. There are only four hours. Is released. And, uh, yeah... So we, as always, we're sponsored by New England Comics at NEC Coolidge on Facebook and Flipside Gaming at FlipsideGaming.com. I'm Ryan. I'm Min. I'm Miley. And this is Spoiler Season.